It all changed when she read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Elise Moucher recognized herself in the story, and what followed was an evolution of who she knew she was. The confidence came through feeling comfortable in her own skin. That involved some risk-taking because one of the biggest lessons for her was the realization that complacency is the enemy of confidence. Need some inspiration, some encouragement? You're in the right place. We focus on confidence so you will believe in yourself more, passion so you will turn it into purpose, and gratitude so you will find gifts even in the hardest of times. I'm Rochelle Condi now, and this is Unabashed You. Hello, and welcome to the show, Elise. Thank you, Rochelle. It's so wonderful to see you. Listeners, it's been a long time since Elise and I have connected. Certainly, um, even though this isn't in real life, as in we've got a screen between us, it's in real time. I get to see you. It's been a long time. And I, I'm very, very thrilled that you said yes to coming on the show. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. You look the same. I'm sure I look a little different. <laughs> Just 13 as years. Has it been that long? No, come on, really? I think that, was it 13, the photo you posted recently? Oh, my God. I think it was. 10, 10, 10 years ago. Yes, it was 10 years ago. 10. Okay, 10. Well, 10 years ago. I aged myself. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you want the listeners to know before we get started here? I want them to know so much about me. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Or whatever you can say. Uh, I mean, there's there are no wrong answers here. No wrong okay, answers. Okay, yes. I want them to know that I'm an educator. Uh, I believe in empowering young minds, but I also believe in and evolving with purpose. And so Ooh. those are kind of my big things that I'm passionate about. Ooh, love it. And I'm no longer in the classroom. So I say educator because I'm now the director of an academic intervention company, and wow. I'm enjoying my journey. Because wow. I know when you asked, you were like, are you still in the classroom? Not really. Um, so I, I want people to know that, and I want them to know I have a blog, but we can get into that too. Yes, <laughs> I want to hear more about that in a little bit. Okay, wonderful. That That's just enough to like get us excited for the next part. What Perfect. three words would you use? to describe yourself? I already used two of them. <laughs> well, let's hear it again. But, so uh, I'm evolving. I describe myself as evolving because I'm ever-changing. That's right. my first one. And empowered because I believe in empowering myself, but also in empowering others because I've had beautiful women like yourself that have empowered me along the way. Wonderful. And I hope... I hope I can do that for a handful of people as well. And engaging because Ooh, I hope you <laughs> you liked my alliteration there. I uh, love it. <laughs> uh, once a writer, always a writer. But um, I engaged in my classroom. That was one of my biggest uh, talking points with people that observed me was I was always very engaging. Oh, but yeah. I feel like, in my new role, I'm, I have to learn how to shift and evolve and be engaging in this new role as well, which has been a really interesting journey. 
Okay. I'm eager to hear more about that. Two truths and a lie. We play this a lot. So you already know how to play this. I know. I'm like, I'm wondering if Rochelle's going to get this. So <laughs> let's see. I have been to Thailand and absolutely hands down one of the best places I've ever been. Whoa. And I love all the food. Spicy, 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 all the way Thai hot. That's one. Oh, that's one. Okay. That's one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this podcast is going to be four hours. No, number, number, number two, uh, I was featured in a women's local magazine. And number three, I hate Christmas. Ooh, this is interesting. Okay. Well, I'm going to set aside the been to Thailand and love spicy food because you, you were so sparkling when you said it. I just think it's true. Setting that one aside, you were featured in a women's local magazine. I can totally see that. I'm going to go with you. Hey, Christmas is the lie. I just, it's just teachers usually like Christmas because it's so fun. There's so many different things you can do with the kids. So is that, am I right? Uh, how absolutely you are. Okay. <laughs> uh, Christmas, I can you can see a little bit behind me. That's a coffee pot, but that is the <laughs> Santa in our kitchen. So Christmas okay. has been up for a while now. <laughs> so yeah, so because I was trying to think back, I don't ever remember her saying she hate. I mean, I don't remember that we really talked about Christmas per se, but I don't remember you saying that you hated it. So I was like, hmm. And the teacher thing, you're right. I did so many special things with my students that it was always so memorable. We did Elf on the Shelf, which (laughs) some of them, some of them, I worked at a Title I school and some of the students didn't have that experience at home. And so giving them a different experience was really special for me. Yeah. Um, I had someone volunteer to donate uh, huge amounts of gifts to these kiddos. I won't wow. say who the donor was, but they donated a substantial amount to my class in particular. And to see their faces light up was just, I will never forget that. And that was wow. two years ago now. Wow. Wow. One of your favorite movies of all time. Oh, favorite movies. I mean, one. I mean, obviously, I know, we have a lot. We have a lot. I know. So. I'm just going to say Pretty Woman, but I'm not a big, <laughs> I'm not a big movie person. So I had to go with kind of a timeless classic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got to ask you what you like about it. Uh, I, well, I love Julia Roberts. Obviously, because she's (laughs) beautiful and talented and confident. And um, I loved how she walked into that store um, with whatever she had on her. You know, that's not the piece you remember, right? Right. You remember how they react to her, how the clerks react to her and how they, you know, demeaned her and made her feel. And that was kind of a pivotal moment in my childhood because I knew, and we'll get into this later, I knew I never wanted to treat others that way. Right. Um, no matter. And that was, that had a lot to do with my mom and, and mm-hmm. her upbringing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, that's a good one. And uh, yeah, people, I think that's the favorite scene for a lot of people in the movie is that 
you know, kind of getting getting their comeuppance when she comes back in and tells them a thing or two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the person that inspires you? Well, everyone, I'm sure, says their mom, but my mom is Aww. the best, hands down. Um, I'm sure you remember my mom's story. I do stories. remember your mom. <laughs> yes. She's still the same wonderful, uh, genuine, caring person that she always was, but she's still way too selfless. Mm. <laughs> so we're working on, um, in her retirement, working on mm. giving her the, I guess, confidence to use self-care because right. mom doesn't care for herself she cares for others yeah <laughs> she has that but she inspires me because um she did everything single-handedly when I was growing up mm -hmm. and uh especially with my dad passing away when I was so little she took on the role of mother and father yeah so she was you know however you view those roles whether they're you know one is a caregiver, one is a provider. In my opinion, they both shouldn't be divided like that. But um, mm -hmm. when I'm, I'm not a spring chicken, Rochelle. So <laughs> when, when my dad passed away, it was kind of seen that way. Like the dad should be the caretaker. The mom should be the nurturer. Mm -hmm. And she had to figure out how to do both. And she did both effortlessly, which I think oh. helped me become me. I know it yes, helped me become yes. me. Yes. Well, I recall meeting your mom and she really is an incredible woman. Please tell her I said hello. I will. And she I raised will. a fabulous woman. I will tell you that as, as well, she knows and I know and other people know too. It's so good. <laughs> and now a, um, a piece of wisdom you keep handy. Okay, so I didn't write this. I'm just going to start with, <laughs> with that. But uh, it's my favorite. So you can never be overdressed or overeducated. Ah. And I will always hold that near and dear to my heart because I believe if you walk into a room um, overdressed, who who cares? <laughs> Right. <laughs> whose who's, who's problem is that? And if it's someone pro if it's someone else's problem, um, really their opinion doesn't matter. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And then the overeducated piece, uh, it goes to like being a lifelong learner and evolving. Like my mom always told me that people can take a lot away from you, but they can't take away your education. Right. So. Yes. Well, that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Another another good nugget she left for you. Well, not, she I'm, did. She, she didn't go anywhere, but I mean, in your childhood. <laughs> in your childhood. Yes. She's still leaving me nuggets. <laughs> yes. All right. We're going to take our deep dive. So we're doing a series on confidence right now. And we wanted to just kind of have a conversation around that. And I love that you've already mentioned that word a couple of times in association with your mom. And uh, Julie Robert, Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman as being a confident woman. 
Who is someone that you think we might all know who is a picture of confidence to you? I don't want to ruin this conversation because I practiced <laughs> this with a friend and she said, I don't know who that is. And I said, well, dang it. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. So maybe you will, maybe you won't, but we're going to talk about Glennon Doyle. Do you know Glennon yes, I, Doyle? I, I read her book. Yes, I do. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Most of my circle has read her book, but I think she is the epitome of confidence because um, I'm not sure if you are aware, Rochelle, but when I read Untamed, it was my aha, personally, uh-huh. Uh-huh. for, wow, if she can have you know, a marriage to a husband and children and have the confidence to just say, that's not me, you know, maybe it was me for a period or, um, but that's, that's not me. That's not my true self. That led me to say, well, what am I doing exactly? Mm. Um, because I was very complacent at that point in my life and I was lacking a lot of confidence and I did not think it was okay for me to take the leap mm. to to leave my marriage and find my true self. So mm-hmm. for me, she's she's just the epitome of confidence. And I think if you listen to like her podcast, you'll hear about her journey and it's hasn't been an easy one, right. but that doesn't mean that you can't be confident, right? right? You can't still be confident, right? right. Um, she she uses her platform for good. And um, to me, that's the epitome of confidence. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Would you say that's your definition of confidence, using your platform for good? Or would, do you have a different definition? Um, You know what? That just... That was a verbal vomit that I had just now. (laughs) I'm glad it was an eloquent verbal vomit. But yeah, no, I think using your platform for good is a a huge piece of confidence. I think anyone that has any type of platform should do it not for themselves, but for others, right? What, what, how is it going to benefit others? But what I had what I really think also adds to that is that um, you need to be unapologetically yourself. Oh. You, you, <laughs> and you need to always be, I hope you like this because it reminded me of you. Um, you need to always be the leading lady in yeah. your story. And yes. so whatever that means to you, you know, it's not, um, I know you have a theater background, so it means (laughs) something literal to you, but, um, I hope others can kind of see the wisdom in that. Oh, absolutely. You should be, yeah, you should be the star of your own story. That's what you're saying. That's exactly right. And if you're not, then let's take a look at that. And, you know, figure out how to sort of shift that so that you can become more uh, the leading lady in your own in your own life. That is, and look, leading lady life, starring <laughs> you and these oh, alliterations. Yeah. I know. 
Well, I like you know, that. <laughs> once a teacher, always a teacher, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that that is just fantastic. I just hearing you say all that just really inspires me and and just brings me so much um um what would be a good word for it just like I just feel like I could do anything right now I mean it it, it gives it brings me confidence to hear you talk about that in that way that's wow. just incredible and and especially the way you tied it into your own story and um that you feel more confident now having been inspired by somebody else's uh, revelation about their confidence and how that inspired you. That is, isn't that a part of why we're here? I mean, come on, right? Oh, oh, 100%. And I think it's coming to that. For me, it was like a coming of age, you know, you know, it, it took me a long time. <laughs> Because like I said, I'm not a spring chicken, but <laughs> some people will um, realize earlier in life that they can learn from other people's, you know, mm-hmm. stories and trials and tribulations and triumphs. Oh, yes. You don't yes. have to learn from um, just the valleys, right? You can learn right. from those those peaks as well. Right. Well, I I, I could not agree more. So when do you feel the most confident and when do you feel the least confident? So the most confident is obviously for everyone that knows me (laughs) when I'm dressed for success. Like I do not like to show up underdressed, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, So dressing (laughs) for success, but also being prepared. And for me, they go hand in hand. When I was little, my mom used to lay out my clothes every day before we went to bed. And before I got this job, I laid out two weeks worth of clothes, Rochelle. (laughs) (laughs) No joke. Uh, So most confident is when I'm dressed for success and I'm prepared mentally right, too right, right it's right, not just yes. it's not just how i look on the outside it's how i feel on the inside too but least confident this is a hard one um not because it's a hard answer it just is a hard realization i think mm-hmm. to come to it's that i'm the least confident when i listen to my inner dialogue like the the Ooh. inner the inner negative self talk ah yes so my inner dialogue is often negative which okay. surprises a lot of people that does surprise me <laughs> that's not how my how i present um so over time i've had to really learn to rewrite that inner dialogue because I talk to others better than I talk to myself, mm-hmm. which has been a lot to overcome. <laughs> Do you feel like that's somewhat typical for women? Uh, I would say so. I think that a lot of women feel like they need to look a certain way or act a certain way or present a certain way. Um but they might have an inner struggle 
And mm-hmm. for, for me, um, I thought my inner struggle was uh, being diagnosed bipolar. And mm-hmm. while that was a struggle, I think over time, I've been really privileged enough to have the care and the treatment and the therapy to address that as a mental illness. But what, what's a bigger beast has just been just my mind in general, Um, which that's where the therapy piece comes into more. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't take a pill (laughs) for how, how you think about yourself, how you talk, right. it, talk to yourself, you know, you need to do that mirror work is something that I've been working on. So I was going to ask you, do you have some practical suggestions for how we can, you know, uh, stop either stop listening or sort of tilt the scale, so to speak? Yes, I do. I think that Number one, you need to surround yourself with positive people, whether they're men or women or who, whatever your circle looks like. They need to be uh, even more positive than yourself, right? <laughs> okay. So in my case, they, they need to build you up and um, never break you down, right? Because right, right. I, I, I'm, I'm so busy criticizing myself. I don't need others there to, <laughs> to do that. Right. You don't need extra. Right. Um, but some, I think a long kind of an, another thing that's helped me overcome, um, that negative self-talk would be just to rip off the bandaid and take the risk. So if I get into the hamster wheel of you know, I can't do that. I, I'm not qualified to do that. I don't have enough years experience doing that. If I go down that spiral, that's what I'm going to present. That's what the mm-hmm. that's what the interviewer is going to see. That's what mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And yes. um, if I just rip off the bandaid and take the risk, my Biggest successes in the last couple of years have stemmed from huge risks I've taken. Right. So we call that doing it scared. So it's like, yes. you know, doing it scared. Not not like a hundred percent out of your comfort zone <laughs> because there are some things we just plain know we're not going to do because it's a hard no. Whereas other things, you, there's it's like a mixture. You're a little bit excited, you're, but you're a little bit scared. And so those are, in my mind, the yellow light or the green light. Like, let's proceed and let's go do it anyway. Oh, yeah. Go with those yellow lights for sure. <laughs> step on <laughs> step on the, you know, the gas and go yeah. for it. Because I think that um, I, I just have to add that a lot of those yellow lights are moments of complacency in my Mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. So you could, I mean, you could just, you know, stop in your tracks and be complacent, right? Right. Or you could take that enemy Mm -hmm. and run with it and go towards, go towards the confident side. To me, 
complacency is the enemy of confidence. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you like that? Yes, I do. <laughs> complacency is Ooh. the enemy of confidence. And, and I love that you repeated it just like a good teacher would. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's I think it's so true. I yes. you know that's I know that's simple, but no, it, no, but see, aren't the most brilliant things simple though? Come on. They just are. And now, you have to repeat it to yourself. <laughs> yes. We don't, I don't think we ever reach a point where we don't need reminders about some of these things that we, if we stop and thought about, it, oh yeah, I have heard that before. Oh yeah. I need to hear that again. And I need to hear it again and again and again and again. We just do. We just do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when I, I I know I mentioned my blog, but when I write, there's so many times my mom, my fiance, Gracia, my best friend will say, did you read your own blog? (laughs) (laughs) Did you, did you go back and read that entry? Um, Because I do tend to find the positivity in all my pieces, which is wonderful. But the the people that know me best are like, well, you're really not taking that advice right now. <laughs> well, you too need a reminder. And that's, I, I mean, do. no matter who you are, you need the reminders. It's just, it's just the way it is. Now you mentioned mirror work. Is that something that you suggest that others do to really kind of help combat that, um, the inner voice and to try to, you know, kind of minimize it. And so that you can, you have space to maximize confidence. I, uh, so it's something I've been trying to work on myself. I can't say I'm perfect at it. No. Um, but I experienced it in Arizona. I went on a retreat there Mm -hmm. and I had a private session with a music. We'll just call him a music therapist, if you will. And his biggest thing that he found with me is I need to spend more time looking in the mirror, talking to myself, how Mm. I would talk to others, even if it just means getting up, saying, you know, five things each day in the mirror, Um, even if they're the same five things. Right. Right. Eventually, the more you hear that, the more you will be rewired to believe that. Yes. So yeah, I think while I'm not the perfect person with mirror work, it's something that someone uh, very knowledgeable told me about and I have taken it and implemented it and continue to implement it. That's beautiful. Really, really beautiful. I, I th- And you know, all of these things that you're talking about, the surrounding yourself, ri- you know, taking the risk, spending more time talking to yourself like you would talk to others. Those are things that are actually doable. They're not, you know, out here and not something you can achieve or you, you've got so many steps to get there. You feel like you'll never get there. No, you actually can take steps today, right now toward those things that will help you minimize fear, help you maximize confidence. Oh, for sure. Because the. The easiest way to create a habit is by starting with something small, right? Right. You, how are you? How are you going to eat an elephant one bite at a time? So <laughs> you, and that, that's not my writing either. But yes. um, you, 
you need to bite off what you can chew. And if you create a list of a thousand habits you need to change, because right now I would say I probably have a thousand habits I want to change. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to handle all that. Right, Rochelle? It's, no, just, it's too much. It's, it's too, much. too much. You have to pick out five or five. I think five is a great number. Um, that are manageable, that you that come to mind every time you think of those things you want to adjust or fix or right. You you can't sit and ruminate over it. Um, if it doesn't come to you right away, then it's probably not a habit that needs to be changed, if that makes sense. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's that's a good um way to, you know, sort of become aware of the things that you want to change, the, the things that are more priorities than than stuff that right now doesn't present itself as being big enough to really tackle. I mean, not yeah. that it has to be huge, but, you know, it, if you want to make changes, you can start you can start small and they do add up. Isn't Atomic Habits like the number one bestseller? I mean, it's been on the list for a very long time now. It has been. I didn't write that either, but you know what, Michelle? What <laughs> one day I'll be on this this podcast and we'll talk about my book. I'm determined. Yes. To- oh my gosh. Are you gonna write a book? I think that is fabulous. <laughs> that is fabulous. Well, I'm not yes. I I want to. That's one of those big okay. goals. Yes, wonderful. That's yeah. great. Add it Thank to the you. list. Oh, I love it. I Add love it, it to the list. I will read it. I will read it. I'd be, yes, I would be my pleasure. Do you think there's a difference between being confident and feeling confident? Uh, I do. I, I really do. Because you can feel confident without expressing it, in my opinion. You okay. can feel confident without expressing it. But until you start walking with your shoulders up and, right. you know, <laughs> you expressing it to the outside world, they won't be privy to your inner glow. Uh, so I think it needs to go hand in hand. You, It starts with a feeling, you know, I feel confident. I feel good. But being, that's like embodied. That's right. that's more natural. That's without second guessing. That's, you know, you start by faking it till you make it. And then once you make it, by damned, you better stay there, sister, right? Like you, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yes. Confidence, yes. Is, confidence yes. is half the battle. And there's been studies that I mean, I could go on for hours, but there's been studies that women will not apply for a job if they are underqualified, Uh. but men will. And to me, that's something that we need to change, the dialogue we need to change with our women, Uh not Uh the dialogue with we need to change with our men. You know, they're, they've got that confidence piece. I love it. Take some, <laughs> take some uh, confidence from them, you know, walk through that door. And yeah, if they bring up the fact that you're underqualified, show them 
how you're overqualified in other areas or, you know what I mean? Yes. So I just think that there's areas that we all could grow from. (laughs) Oh, a hundred percent. Well, I just couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Would you say that your suggestions for your three suggestions for being more confident would really sort of parallel what the three things we talked about in, um, uh, you know, surrounding yourself with positive people, taking the risk, spending more time talking to yourself, you know, in a positive way. Would you say that those are some good steps or do you have some other steps for us? I think the one piece that I really want to kind of tie in with, with speaking to yourself, how you would speak to others or doing right. that mirror work right. is always take the time to fill your cup. Uh, it's not wrong. <laughs> it's not evil or selfish right. Right. Oh, to so right. have self-care and mm-hmm. to take that time for yourself. Um, right. I think, and that goes along with the mirror work because a lot of people will, like my mom, will fill everyone else's cups first, which is wonderful. I'm a people person. I, I love, that's why I'm a lifelong educator. <laughs> right. <laughs> At the end of the day, there needs to be some sort of balance too. Um, and if people judge you for caring for yourself, then those are just not the right people to surround yeah. yourself with. Right. Those are not your people. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And don't you feel like you have more to give to other people when you have taken good care of yourself? I feel like it. You know, there's, oh. there's there's even more to give if you've taken good care of yourself. Absolutely. Because you can't, you know, run your car on empty, right? You need to make sure you have gas in your tank. Right. <laughs> not, not your neighbor's Tesla, right? You need to have gas in your <laughs> tank too to get anywhere. And I think that exactly, you're not going to be able to help the community or help your friends or help your family. If you haven't first really done that, that work for yourself and whether that work means, you know, therapy or for me, it's, I don't make enough time for exercise or healthy diet or cutting out time to read, whatever that means to, to you. Cause we all are gifted with 24 hours a day. It's how, it's how we use those same 24 hours. Right. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like some people have more than 24 hours and some people have less than 24 hours? But it's true. No, we all have the same amount. It's the same oh, amount. It, oh, it's true. We, we, we all have the exact same 24 hours. Yes, people might have busier schedules or whatever the case may be, but there's always people... And maybe it boils down to social media that I see presenting their lives the way they present it um, that seem to have time for all the things. All the and things. Yeah. I want to be, I want to be that person mm-hmm. <laughs> that has time for friends and family and self and relationships and checking all the boxes. Right. And 
I, I'm just working on that. Yeah. Well, uh, the old expression, you've come a long way, baby. You have, you have. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I am so happy for you that you are doing all the ease. You're, you know, you're educating, you're evolving, you're empowering, and, you know, and you're excellent for another E there. Oh. <laughs> e. I mean, I love, I love the ease, E for Elise, but you know, what yes. are you going to say? Right. Um, thank you for the compliment. I, oh, I absolutely. It, it's been far I, too long. This has been really wonderful. Is there anything that you want to add? Um, uh, that you feel like you didn't get to hit that you wanted to say? Um, just, I, I just, and it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with confidence, but it has to do with people <laughs> in general. If you're struggling um, with anything, reach out to your village, right? And I think um, know that your village, no matter what the size is, they'll support you. Your village should be based on quality over quantity. Right. And I know that my village, whether it be pretty small um, or full of extended family, I know I can reach out to my village at a drop of a hat. And I want to be that for people too. So just a little a little piece there, whatever you're struggling with, um, whether it's mental health or physical, physical well-being, or just struggling with your journey, be authentic to yourself, reach out to your village and vocalize what you're going through. Right. Because people don't know what they don't know. I mean, they might be able to sense a little something, but until you kind of give them permission by saying, Hey, I'm hurting. Hey, this is going on. Sometimes people will be really respectful and like, okay, I think she needs her space. I'm not going to say anything right now, but the invitation, you know, oh my gosh, this is going on. Uh, right. It, it, and, and there's strength in saying you need help. It's weaker to pretend you don't. Exactly. And I think that that's why I'm constantly asking people for help. (laughs) Not because I'm strong and need to toot my own horn, but I see, I think the value of a good leader sees strengths in others. And um, I know that this is not a leadership. No, that's fine. It's fine. Podcast, but um, to be a good leader, you need to be confident as well. That goes hand yes. in hand. But yes. um, a good leader, I have good leadership at my current current position. And they see our value in each oh, of yeah. us. They Gosh. see our strengths in each of us. And that's what I'm also working on. That long list that I told you is to see, see value in everyone I meet because yes, everyone is going to bring something different to the table. And that's why my table is constantly growing, right? Uh, (laughs) I would have. (laughs) Thank you. That's really beautiful. Okay. Tell us where we can find your blog. Oh, of course. So it's the prismatic pencil box.com. Prismatic pencil box.com. So that's your own. That's my own. Oh, see, I did not know this. 
Yes. All that one is... word, all one word, the prismatic pencil box.com. Okay. Correct. Got it. Correct. Wow. That is so cool. Well, thank you. I'll be sure and put that in the show notes and we've said it here and now I get to check it out, which is really cool. I, you know what? I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the woman you are and the woman you continue to become. Wonderful. Don't make me cry. I don't know how that would sound <laughs> on, on audio, but Rochelle, it's, it's, it's thanks to people like you. And I know our journeys oh. connected years ago, but you, you made a big impact in my journey. Oh. And still are continuing to impact my journey. So thank you. Well, that makes me happy. And I thank you. Elise shared these practical suggestions to minimize the negativity and maximize the confidence. Number one, you need to surround yourself with positive people those that build you up. Two, take the risk. Do it scared. Step on the gas. Yellow lights can be complacency. Three, mirror time. Talk to yourself like you would to others. The more you hear it, the more you will be rewired to believe it. Four, take the time to fill your cup. Self-care is a must. And now a closing prayer. God, place people in our lives who will see us for who we are. And in return, may we give the same. Guide us to courage to take the risk and to try hard things, to be as kind to ourselves as we are to others, and to realize the importance of self-care. Amen. Look for your people. They are the ones that build you up. Be sure and do the same for them. Above all, be unabashed. Be you.